Hello, strong, feisty women. Some of you may recognize my voice. I'm Celine Yeager, host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast. Throughout my career as a professional health and fitness writer and now a podcaster, I hear countless questions from women who are trying to understand how their ever-changing hormones impact their sports performance. So we decided to serve up some answers in a brand new series called Hormonal that we will be releasing on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Throughout this four-part series, reproductive endocrinologist Dr. Carla DiGirolamo and I will be tackling topics like periods, the pill, pregnancy, and conditions like PCOS, all from the perspective of sports performance. If you aren't already, follow the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast and stay tuned for our first episode releasing on April 15th. Also, have questions you want answered? Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a podcast for women who are chasing epic and everyday adventures on their bikes. We are a production of Live Feisty Media and hosted by Christy Moan and Katherine Taylor. Hi, Christy. Hi. I've missed I you. <laughs> it's been so long. Oh, I feel like uh, you went uh, like really far away or something. <laughs> well, I did from Atlanta, which actually you're out west now, which is hilarious. We switched. We did. We switched. Yeah. No, I've, yeah, I've totally, uh, it was nice to have a little bit of a break, but honestly, I totally missed you and I've, I've missed talking to our guests and glad to get back on the saddle, back in the saddle. Yeah. 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 There, I was glad that we decided to take a break, um, really because I don't have children and taking care of a child was a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And so if anybody doesn't know, like I went out to Washington state, uh, for three weeks, I helped my brother and sister-in-law with my niece and she's four and a half and she does go to preschool all day while, which she actually started kindergarten while I was there. Um, but my sister-in-law had to come to Tennessee for some stuff for her, for school, for graduate school. And so it was me and my brother and my niece, but my brother is basically what's equivalent to residency. He's a PA in the special program he's in. So he had all these crazy hours. Like one day he would work one to nine and then he would work like five thirty AM to one and then have to go back and work like 9 PM to 5 AM. So I did not realize that I was going to be so responsible for like the morning times and the bedtimes, which as you know, having children are the hardest times. The hardest times. <laughs> <laughs> and a very, very active four-year-old, but she does not know this. We went and got her a new bike for Christmas. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We definitely, when, when she opens that bike, we've got to put it on our YouTube channel or something. Cause we've been talking about her and how she started with the Strider bike and all, all of that and how aunt Catherine's gotten her out on. I saw, I saw her doing some little pump track stuff that yeah. you posted. Yeah. 
Yeah, we worked on the pump track skills that she uh, she needed to back up a little bit more to make the first hill. But yeah, we would be out riding and like I would be right behind her on this this beautiful trail that basically went straight toward Rainier. So you're looking at Rainier Mountain as you're riding. It was gorgeous. And so I would be behind her and people would be passing us. And they were like, why is this person riding their bike so slow? And then they would go around me and they would see this tiny little person riding her bike and they would be like oh my gosh <laughs> that's so amazing like every single person I was like Lydia they all think you're amazing yeah. I mean we were riding like three miles an hour but it was great <laughs> yeah it's my favorite thing to do when I see like uh, I saw a little girl on a bike the other day her mom was riding along behind her and she was right you know riding up this little hill and I was like cheering her on it's so rad to like yeah. just give that little extra support to kids when they're out there on their bikes because you know they just feel like a rock star when you do that yeah. She, she also told me she wants to learn how to bunny hop. Well, good. So I don't know that she knows what that means, but it, but it sounds fun. It does sound fun. So, so yeah. So she, she thinks that uh, we just went to the bike shop to, to see what size she needed. And we were sending a note to Santa, but we actually got the bike and took it home and hit it. Yay. She's going to be so excited. I know. That's awesome. Okay. But you're sitting in your van. What's going on with you? <laughs> oh, well, we're doing, you know, we're just out for a little, uh, fall work from the road adventure on our, on our way. Um, Heidi and Xander, Heidi was on one of our podcasts early on. Um, their wedding was supposed to be April 8th and it's been postponed to October 3rd. Um, so we had to do a little bit of a pit stop in, Sun Valley for some work on the van um, from Sync Vans who's, who did our van build out. Um, and we were just kind of making a trip of it. So, yeah, I was going to say, you know, that yeah. Sun Valley is not on the way to Arizona, right? It's not, but we're <laughs> headed out to Lake Tahoe next and going to check the air quality there um, and hopefully stay there for a little bit to be able to do some paddle boarding and mountain biking and hiking, um, with some friends and then, um, travel like the long way down the coast to, um, uh, Patagonia for the wedding. And I hope some of those, the fires clear up. Yeah. Well, we're going to stay more inland. Um, it's with, uh, Yuri and, and Vanessa Hoswald and they've got some ideas of where they have a van too. And we're going to just kind of van camp it and work, you know, work during the mornings and early afternoons and then play late afternoon and evening and then get up and do it again the next day. So maybe a little van twinsies. Yeah. And we got a little, um, booster, a signal booster for the van and it's been a huge game changer. Um, you know, it really does. It's, it helps if there's no signal, there's no signal, but if there's like one bar, it will let me work. So it's been, that's it's awesome. Been, Although at first I, I did think that you were talking about a booster seat because of the conversation we were having <laughs> offline about how short you are. <laughs> I'm five foot four. So it's not that terrible. But <laughs> I just picture Cause I've been putting a kid in and out of a car seat for a week. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you got a booster seat. <laughs> I could use a little booster for my feet. Cause my feet barely touch the floor in the van, <laughs> which is ridiculous, but it's true. So anyway, um, no, it's a signal booster and it, it makes it so, you know, cause when, when I'm on the road like this, I'm still working. So I have to have access to internet and 
sometimes we get ourselves in a spot where the signal isn't great, but this thing, this thing has uh, been a lifesaver. So if you're a van life person and you need some information on what signal booster you should get, hit me up. <laughs> Christine, she can help you choose a gravel bike or gravel bike. van signal booster. Van signal boosters. Um, I've got some really good leads on hiking boots now because I had to replace my other ones. <laughs> and if and you have an activity our to do with a four-year-old during COVID, you can hit me. Hi, yeah, that's me. I, that's you. I've, I've done, um, <laughs> luckily mine are not, they, they're on their own. So <laughs> yeah, this is good. Yeah. Well, uh, so, we had one of our first podcast guests back on today. Yes. Celine Yeager joined us because she's launching something that awesome. you have been working on cooking up for a while. And, and uh, I'm so excited. So why don't you talk about what it is? Yeah. So uh, Live Feisty is the company that produces our podcast. And I do a little bit of contract work for them on the side. And they asked me to help with... Um, a new thing they're launching called Feisty Menopause. And um, being 45, I was very interested in this topic to learn about it for myself. And so I did. And a funny note, I reached out to Celine actually to be a guest on something. And she was like, oh, I'd really like to, to have a podcast on this. Or there should be a podcast. And I was like, well, would you want to host it? And she said, yes. You just and ask people to be on podcasts and they say, yes. I know. Catherine's okay. magic dust. <laughs> and so I'm messaging the feisty team as I'm talking to her. And so voila, three weeks later, a podcast is launching, but I am, I'm very excited about it. It's going to be, um, hit play, not pause. And it's, it's really a, for active athletic women and the information you need, and it's women from your late thirties all the way through to after you've completely gone through menopause, what does it mean to be active? What are the things that we can do to stay active? Um, a lot of science, a lot of really good um, research and people that are doing work in those fields. So I think, I think it's going to be huge. It is. If it's not, it should be. So so I, I think it will be. So I'm excited. So she's on to to chat that up and and talk yeah, about give us the whole scoop. So we will get on to our interview with Celine Yeager. Hey Catherine, I'm so excited that Gooders come on as one of our sponsors. I know we love Gooder sunglasses because they come in so many fun colors and sassy fun names. Like I got Lance's afternoon uppers. And I got rosé before brosé. <laughs> <laughs> they're really fun. And they're also performance sunglasses. So they're no slip, no bounce, and polarized. They start at a ridiculously low price of $25 a pair. <laughs> Which means that Gooder is generously offering our listeners nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. You do not need a discount when you already have the most affordable performance shades on the planet. So go to gooder.com slash feisty and that's G-O-O-D-R.com slash feisty now. These glasses even look good with mud on them. They do. <laughs> Christy, you know we have a new podcast sponsor? Did you get your gear yet? 
<laughs> I did. I was so excited. Valcorva showed up the other day and I, um, I'm in love. <laughs> I think I have my new very favorite shorts, both for working out, walking my dog and like posts a long ride. Yeah, totally. That Well, and I got that green. Did you get the green? You didn't get the green. I, I got, got the green. I got like an eggplant color. They're fantastic. Oh. I'm sorry, my green ones are better than your eggplant. <laughs> well, I really love the fun colors and all the fun patterns. I got really fun pants as well. And I love, this is my favorite thing. They have a pocket in every pair of pants. So like after a ride, slide them on, put my cell phone in the pocket. It's amazing. Yep, they work perfect. And they're, they are the, the shorts are the right length. My three quarter length tights. They're obviously, they're an awesome link, but they're super fun. I got the black and white stripe and they're, they're really cute. So I'm so stoked. And the quality is, uh, yeah, I was stoked. And they're incredibly affordable. I know. We yeah. are very excited to have Belcorva as a new sponsor to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. You can go over to belcorva.com to pick up your fun new tights or shorts. Get the green ones. Well, hey everyone, we are so excited to be back and we are excited to be here with Celine Yeager. Hey, Celine. Hey, how are you guys? Uh, doing fabulous. Yeah, Christy's in a van in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, she, she does seem to be in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had to actually push back the recording so that Christy could get to her destination so she had cell phone signal. Yep, we did. So thank you for accommodating the crazy schedule that we've had today with our traveling. So anyway, we're here. Yeah. Well, we're glad everyone is here. Uh, so Celine, we talked to you. You were like our third guest on the podcast back wow. in March or April. Yeah, uh, a lifetime ago. <laughs> a COVID lifetime ago. <laughs> Tell us what you've been up to since then. Uh, what have I been up to? I've been I've been exploring the great state of Pennsylvania, honestly, my home state. It's this has been a really interesting opportunity to see places in Pennsylvania that we've we always talked about going to, we being like my husband and I and, and my friends and I, that we we just never went to because we're always traveling somewhere else, right? We're always like off on other little exploits. And with the COVID time, we finally were like, let's go to the Grand Canyon of PA. Let's go to Jake's Rocks, which was this amazing build mountain bike trail system in Northwestern PA. Let's go to Erie. Uh, so the summer was just filled with, with really awesome Pennsylvania riding and stand-up paddleboarding. It, it's, it's, I, I like, I'm always reluctant to say anything's been a gift when it's COVID related, but it actually, that has been a really, that has been a gift among all this. I think we've seen a lot of people kind of take advantage that way, hopefully, you know, at least a lot of the people in the space, and I'm assuming like our listeners, they're figuring out ways to explore where they are. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. Like we, we, we returned to, a, to Jake's Rocks, that place I was talking twice. We went camping and we'll definitely go again. So that's been great. Like that part of it has been really cool. Nice. And we were blessed with a summer with amazing weather. I'm so glad. Yeah, your pictures all looked pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. You also picked up a new hobby, though, right? 
The stand-up paddleboarding? Yes. Oh my God, I love it so much. We had, it's funny, and without this, we never would have picked that up. We had kayaks years ago and we sold them because we never went. It was a giant mission to get them on the car. And the lake's not that far from us. You know, there's a really nice lake about you know, 40 minutes away, but it was just such a production. We never did it. We sold them. And friends of ours bought stand-up, blow-up, inflatable stand-up paddle boards at the beginning of all this. And I was like, that looks really fun. And I had tried regular stand-up paddleboarding and I was like oh that's okay and I had tried the inflatable stuff and I was like that it if you get like I bought barges I bought inflatable barges let's be clear they're 11 feet long and three feet wide almost and um we go all the time now we throw them they're in a backpack you just blow them up we throw them in the car we we put our bikes and our paddle boards in the car and there's so many places around us where you can go for a great ride and then paddleboard at the end of it it's amazing it's I just there's nothing, I've said this so many times, there's nothing I do or have ever done in my life that brings me the same sense of calm that that does. I imagine it's what some people get meditating, which I've never been able to accomplish. I love that. Yeah. I, um, we have paddle boards for our open water swims. Uh, I still coach some with Atlanta Tri Club. And it's mm-hmm. amazing what a core workout it is when you're doing yeah i guess it's a sneaky thing like i don't even think about it as a as exercise when i'm on it i mean it definitely is you're definitely working out stuff and i've noticed that it has improved my stabilizing muscles in many ways but i don't in any way shape or way form frame it as exercise i am just immersed in this amazing with bird atmosphere, with birds flying over me and the water around me under the sky. And I'm in a place that I can't access any other way. I got to see an eagle come down and like grab a fish out of yes. the water. Yes, right? he's on Osprey right away. Like Dave's maiden <laughs> voyage. I'm like, I hope he loves this as much as I do because I really <laughs> love this. And an Osprey flew down and he's a big bird guy caught a fish and went up. I'm like, we're so sold. <laughs> he was so stoked. <laughs> How long can you paddleboard into the winter up there? Um, I have scuba booties because I'm scuba, scuba certified from a billion years ago. So we could, because you don't really have to get much more than your feet wet, honestly. And even then it's not too much. So we could probably go into November I mean once it gets super cold you're just going to be cold standing right like I'm not going to be there with a big puffy parka on that would be maybe ridiculous but I do have wetsuits from all the triathlons I've done and all that kind of stuff so I'm gonna find out but I imagine you know I'm will I'm certainly willing to go as long as the sun is warm I'm I'm game and it'll be beautiful in the fall because Pennsylvania falls are spectacular so being surrounded the lakes are all dams for the most part so they're surrounded by wooded mountains and hills so it'll be really beautiful i love that you're able to do that with your bike because it is like like in in georgia when you go ride it's a we have one place close to atlanta but then everything else is a drive and it would be nice i thought before like oh we should go to the lake afterwards after we ride but then it's like well just go jump in the lake which wouldn't be bad in Georgia, but, you know, to have an activity to do would be really cool. Yeah, and, and it's opened up a bunch of doors because there were definitely a number of trail systems that we enjoy, but we don't go to because there's not a, 
there's not more than an hour or so there and it's just not worth putting the bikes on the car for you know because we have so much around us that we can just ride to that i'm not one to drive to ride but now if we can ride eat some lunch have a beer or whatever and then paddleboard that's a day so then it's worth definitely worth the trip yeah we're heading that's the next leg of our trip is paddleboarding on lake tahoe so oh, i can't that's wait amazing we did the where we saw the eagle was at stanley lake last year um up north of ketchum and that we went out like early we'd go out early in the mornings when the water was super super calm and you could mm -hmm. see it was a crystal clear lake so you could see like clear to the bottom and it was so freaky like paddling over the top of that uh, it was just tahoe will be disorienting that no, i'd I imagine because i did Ex Xterra nationals about 10 years ago there or so and it might be a little longer than that at this point but anyway the water was a knock your breath out cold even yeah. with your wetsuit and two swim caps on and b almost vertigo inducing yeah. because it's so clear you can't your depth perception is really weird that'd be pretty wild to paddleboard on top of that it, it's it was freaky at stanley just because it was like that the sense of motion over the top of it was was definitely kind of vertigo like you're like yeah oh, yeah okay. oh that's that i can that's weird that, that's very interesting at one point like i literally sat sat down because our paddle boards have the option the oars have the options to be able to do both so you can do it like a kayak mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah I, the first time i'd taken it out i'd done that with um it's crazy but wow. so i'm so glad that you're enjoying it i love them yeah totally cool well uh that's not the only new thing that you've got going on right now oh that's true there's <laughs> 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 so many things no i have a, a new podcast that is launching through live feisty productions i hit play not pause it's a feisty menopause podcast for active women okay so we have to find out like why menopause why menopause because yeah. nobody is talking about menopause it's uh it's there's such a giant void and it's interesting so i wrote roar with stacy sims dr stacy sims in 2016 and you know that book was was designed to sort of cover it all it, it focused very heavily on menstruation but it also talked about pregnancy it talked about a bit a, one chapter on menopause and just basically telling women that often what they think is holes in their fitness or problems with their fitness isn't about their fitness it's about their physiology and for women that changes a lot it changes every month you know it changes week by week and it changes throughout the cycle of their lives as well so you know the mission there was just to start talking about things and and in that book we really normalized menstruation right like women started talking about their periods and started tracking their periods and it wasn't so taboo to say what point of your cycle you're in and to talk about diva cups and to talk about all this stuff so that was awesome but what what we found was that there was a very large and very vocal group of women who felt like they weren't getting enough information and that they felt like they were left behind in the conversation. And that was women entering their menopausal years, whether you want to call it perimenopause is technically what you call that. But it, for some women that can start in the late thirties. I mean, this can be a, a decade of time when the hormones are shifting and 
things that used to work in the training aren't working anymore. And there's so much silence and stigma and in some cases shame around this because we have this strong association with age and that's bad and that means you're slow and you're not pretty anymore and you're not fertile anymore that nobody wants to talk about it. And I think that even women athletes more so are maybe afraid to talk about it. And it's, it's, it's a, it's, that is a shame. That is what is a shame. You know, and when I wrote the book with Stacy, it was 2016. So I think I was 47 at the time. And I had, you know, I, I recognized this need and I had just started entering some of this myself. You know, I was having night sweats. I was having some anxiety. I was having some stuff, but I was, I was still racing quite competitively. I was, just came back from a stage race in Cuba, a mountain bike stage race in Cuba. So it, in my mind, I felt like, oh, I have, you know, I have this, like I, like Stacy has helped me and I, you know, I'm on top of this and this change is happening and we need to talk to these hashtag forgotten athletes. That's what they were calling themselves. Um, so we, we, we hatched a plan to write a follow-up book to Roar, which would be for uh, perimenopausal menopausal women we're, we're playfully calling it the cougar edition we don't have an actual title yet for it but um but then a really funny thing happened is i as i was writing the proposal for the book and we were we were shopping it around and and it has been picked up and we're working on it and have drop boxes and everything else all of a sudden i slammed into menopausal changes head first like i I looked in the mirror one day, I was like, where did my muscle tone go? And like my, my power was down and I was putting on weight where I I'd never had trouble putting on weight before. And I started to think, oh, okay, this is what all these women have been talking about for so long. And there's no information for me. And then I started thinking, I'm not sure I can write this book. Like if I, I have long since believed that I cannot write something that I don't fully endorse and fully experience and fully believe in. And if I could not get on top of this, then I had no business telling other women how to help them, you know, help themselves. So I, I, I sent some pretty uh, emotionally charged emails and stuff to Stacy. I'm like, dude, we've got to like, we've got to talk. Like I'm going through this and I think I'm doing the right things and I'm in this place and I'm not in a good place. So she, you know, she was totally unfazed. You know, she, she, she looked at what I was doing and sort of changed some stuff. I was still doing a lot of long endurance rides and some racing, not as much. I had sort of, you know, a lot of my training partners had changed. So I wasn't sort of turning myself inside out anymore, you know, like I was once a week doing either intervals or just chasing faster training partners um, I, my diet was sort of the same, except I was eating less because this weight was happening and I wasn't sure how to accommodate that. So, you know, long story short, I was sort of working against my training physiology as she was talking, like I wasn't changing it to accommodate what was changing in me. And she gave me some ideas for adaptogens and this and that. And I, I took it all to heart and I did it and it really worked. And I was like, okay, I can write this book. And then I thought, you know, book is great. It's going to come out. It'll probably be uh, late next year at this point, but there's so much to talk about. And I know so many athletes who are in this space who are dying for information. So a podcast seemed like such a great way to just introduce all these women who have no lighthouse, you know, to like help them 
navigate these waters at the, and it's been um the perception has been beyond what i would have even expected and i expected it would be really good i can't wait <laughs> thanks no i mean like just it's just time and um i couldn't think of a better person to, to host it so i'm so stoked for you i just i think it's going to be I can't wait. So it's going to be informative and it's going to be, you know, I, I trust that your process will keep it fluid and conversations honest. And, you know, I'm just really looking forward to be have, like you said, having that lighthouse. So it yeah, and be just, just normalizing it that if, if I do, if I do yep. nothing else, it's funny, a, a friend of mine who runs the velodrome here, Joan has come, and I'm sure she won't mind me saying this texted me. She's like, I'm, she's super excited too. And she's her, she's part of a cycling club that is all women in various stages of perimenopause and menopause and they're all excited and you know i i take this i take this stuff so seriously and i take it to heart i'm like i just don't want to f it up like i really want to do do well at this but this this is me always i'm all like i have a, this fear of failure that has driven me my whole life so it is what it is and she said to me just by talking about it you have already succeeded and I was like, wow, okay, thank you. You know, so that, that made me feel really good. And a lot of people feel that way. Like, thank you for just saying the words. Because there's this, there's this real strong instinct, right, to pull back from it, especially because we prize youth. We prize all these things. So when we do get older, there's this strong instinct to just, to shirk back and to not talk about it and to try to make yourself appear as youthful as possible. And maybe people won't notice that you're 50 or whatever. And I just decided to do whatever I do when I get scared and just lean in as hard as possible and just be open, you know, and everything good in my life and everything that I've done that I'm proud of and that has reached people has come when I just bear myself and I'm just honest about stuff that that's not shameful, that is not shameful. But for some reason, we, we cast it as such. And it doesn't have to be that way. No, and I don't want to be youthful like that again. <laughs> right? I mean, there's so much good that comes. There's so much good, right, that, that yeah. comes at this stage. And, and that, that should be celebrated. And I get some of it's a drag. No one wants to wake up like a fountain at three in the morning, projectile sweating all over the place. That's not fun. Oh, I get it. You know, but, but there's, there's ways you can mitigate that. And there's ways to harness the good stuff. And if you, if you do that all together, I'm a realist. No, we're not going to get fitter and stronger and faster until we go into the afterlife. Of course not. That's ridiculous. But there's no reason that there's a lot of things that slow us down and make us uncomfortable and all this stuff that, that are very manageable. It, but we, we need to talk, <laughs> you know, we need the communication and there are experts that can help us. That's the, the reality of the situation, even like looking generationally. Um, after I did one event, I think it was an RPI a couple of years ago, and, um, you know, it was on the tandem and basically turned myself inside out for the entire effort and was exhausted and was saying something to my mom. And, and she said to me, how much longer do you think you're going to get to keep doing that kind of stuff? <laughs> and I'm like, what? And she's like, well, you're not, I mean, you're getting older. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not dead. <laughs> like, I'm not planning on quitting. It's such a different, I, so I, the disconnect there, like, she's looking at me going, yeah, you're, you know, you're 50 now. And 
so that you, it's time for you to start winding that stuff down. And I'm like, no, I'm just getting started with this stuff. Like, yeah. And it's and funny. Cause my mom, my mom said to me, I quit when I quit my job at Rodale to start my own thing and to, to take up some of these athletic exploits, she said, just make sure you, you know, it's 26. And she said, just make sure that you have a plan B for when you no longer have that athletic prowess. Cause you're already, you know, and I was just like, huh. You know, and like my whole life people are like, oh, wait till you're 30. You just wait until you're 35. Wait until you're five. Like those are the voices you get all the time. Uh, and we're the first real generation, especially of women to be plowing into this space. Yep like this and that's why there's this void because there's not like we're just the first ones there well and that's my mom was always one like she she has such confidence in in her children like i always feel like i can do anything because of my mother and right yeah her say that was like this like this light bulb moment for me being like oh that's how she, that's her generation that's what they think Yes. Yes. And it has nothing to do with you really. Cause my mom too, she was always like, yeah. you can do anything in the world that you want to do. I mean, she, and she really believed that, but it, she couldn't quite comprehend that, you know, in her mind, like athletics sort of stopped at college. Right. Or I felt unless you're a pro or like, it just wasn't like this thing that you could possibly do and do well into whatever. And, and for women, my God, I mean, we, we can do well in, especially endurance sports for a very long time and not just well age group, but like, well, well, you know, I mean, you can, do, you can do very well. Not that there's anything wrong with also succeeding in your age group, but I was talking to a woman who just turned 39 and she's reaching some of these stages. And I was like, you can be very competitive still for, yeah. for years. Like there's no reason you can't. And I interviewed one of my first guests that I interviewed, Aaron Carson. She just said, uh, she's 53 and she just set her PR for a half marathon distance. So there you have it. I'd have to work really hard for that. I, I'm not willing to work that hard for that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I, I want to do that. That, that sounds so, painful. I, that one I'm not going to chase, but, but somebody might, and I'm glad she's there for them. Yeah. I'll do it on the paddleboard. How about that? Right. <laughs> well, I, as someone who's 45, I love this because probably for the last year or so, it's been like, my friends that are my same age that I've done triathlon or, you know, weightlifting or stuff with, it's been like that quiet, like, so are you experiencing, and you know, like it's so subtle. Um, it's like, is this just busy or life or why am I waking up in the middle of the night and I, I'm right. hot, but I wouldn't consider that a hot fly, you know? So I yeah, think yeah. just having other people that are talking about it and it feeling like you said normal instead of this like weird thing that, that you don't even really talk to your friends about. And like, for me, one of the big things I noticed this year coming back to strength training um, after a break was I would be wrecked after going to the gym some days, like want to go back to bed mm -hmm. wrecked. And it would be like some of the really high intensity workouts. And I listened to a podcast with Stacy Sims and she said, you know, tried BCAAs after a workout. And that actually really helped me. Um, yeah, because you just get, you're not as sensitive yeah. to protein. Like you need more protein to synthesize to recover. Yeah. And, so, and sometimes it's that simple. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But like if nobody is talking about it, then you don't know. And then maybe you don't go to the gym anymore. And now there's yeah. a vicious cycle that says. Or that, yeah, right? I was beating myself up because I was like, how did I get this out of shape? And, I was and that's like, what women do. I'm still like beating, 
you know, 20 some year olds at the gym. It's just like, I need to make some, you know, adaptions, adaptations, adaptations. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry guys. I've been on time zone switches. Not, not a word. (laughs) I can't wait. So when does this thing, um, launch when do we get to listen to the first episode? the first week in october is uh we're going to do a live first episode with stacy sims to sort of get kick off the whole thing which will be very exciting yeah so we'll we'll link that in our notes it's going to be produced by our same podcast producer producer live feisty media and i think it's everything's on feisty menopause mm. <laughs> so um if you want to follow that and like do you have age suggestions links because i know some people are like oh well i'm too young for that but like when should people start thinking about it or go mm, maybe that's not just yeah i mean i think that any what's interesting is that some of these things like you mentioned they're subtle like i sort of likened it to you know sometimes sometimes you wake up and you're like oh it's fall when did summer go away but like if you had been paying attention you'd have been noticing like the days have been getting shorter for a while right like things like and in your own life it's kind of the same like you know i sure there was that one day i was like where did my muscle tone go and it felt like a switch had been flicked but if i looked back i could say like oh i have been having these hot flashes for a few years now right but like i didn't have any other symptoms except like maybe waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety but that could have been just life right but but if you if you're aware of the symptoms ahead of time then you can have an easier process through the whole thing so i think like if people start paying attention anytime around 40 then they can then they then they know what they're looking for because especially if women have had babies some of that urinary incontinence stuff that happens with hormone changes that can happen really early and there's things you can do with that there's things you can do with your pelvic floor there's things you can do to maintain your muscles there's things you can do for all of it so if you are aware and educated and are on top of it then when you get there you'll a you'll see before you do get there you'll see the little signs and you'll just be way more equipped going into it than if you sort of wait until you're further down the line. It's, it's sort of like anything else. That makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yep. Well, we will look forward to the launch of the podcast um, in October and we'll link uh, those um, Instagram accounts and Facebook and all that stuff in Sweet. the show notes. Thanks yeah, so much. There's a lot of women in gravel. I mean, there's a lot of girls gone gravel who are also, uh, 40 plus, 50 plus, 60 plus, you know, I I see them every day. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. We got Celine twice. That's what a treat. (laughs) Thank you guys. Thanks, Celine. The Girls Gone Gravel podcast is a production of Live Feisty Media. Subscribe, like, and comment on your listing platform. Our producer is Taylor Mayhem Rudolph. You can follow us on all of the socials at Girls Gone Gravel or visit our website at girlsgonegravel.com. <laughs>